This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help!
the sound is not working. Not, the audience is not getting the sound, though. Got it. Got it? Okay, we'll try it. Well, we think we got the sound, Carl. I keep talking. I'm sorry, my darling, because uh, of the little technical difficulties here. We'll, I'm watching the show here on another channel. So um, you were explaining this story of the swans and uh, how there's a bad swan and a good swan and a lot of people are swans. So, um, but let's go back to, you know, we got, I think we got it now. Why don't we, um, uh, how many, when you say a lot of preparation, are you talking about a month? Are you talking about weeks? Are you, I know you guys practice all day. Yeah, we practice a lot of different shows, not just Swan Lake, but now it's our last week. Uh, the season, it, this is the last show uh, of the season 22-23. So we are now basically just rehearsing Swan Lake. And we rehearsal, the rehearsals are in the morning after the class. And also we have rehearsals at night with the students because uh, we have to put the students with the professional, everybody together. And um, it's a lot of work. Uh, to put everything together. So you and have students with professionals in the play, in the, in the production? Yeah. Yes. Wow. I have some students from Pofau Studio. And also we have uh, some dancers that already danced before with Dance Alive National Ballet. Uh, and they are dancing with us, uh, performing with us. Annie Collier, uh, Team Health, uh, Team Cannon. Uh, so they will be on the performing, the, 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 the show. Um, so it's, it's a lot of, has been a lot of work. Plus costumes, you know, and uh, it's a lot of things to, that King has to do. Uh, as a director, to make sure that everything is going to be fine <laughs> and good. <laughs> and well, we are. I've, I've never seen you make a mistake. You may have made one, but I never saw it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen you make a mistake. But uh, uh, I, I know that uh, you've managed to stay in top shape for so long. So what are you doing? Just drinking water and eating bananas or what's going on? <laughs> oh, oh, water. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's hard to say what. Like um I drink I drink a lot of water like in the morning. I don't drink too much in the afternoon. I drink more when I'm at studio. But uh I try it healthy, you know, like uh it's not because I don't like like uh fried food or fast food I like, but I try to eat as much that I can healthy food, you know, and make, I, I, tr I always try to make here in my house the food. So I always cook some protein, uh, uh, rice, vegetables, and uh, I always I'm drink my whey protein, you know, and for performance like Swan Lake, I have to be more aware, I guess, for my shape because I lose a lot of um, vitamins during the rehearsals because I have to do a lot. So I, I, I lose 
a lot of minerals, you know, vitamins. So I really have to be aware when I get at home and replace with protein, you know, and, and I have been doing that, you know, because I really want to make sure that I have like stamina to do everything the best way that I can. Well, you know, Carla, you said something to me one time when we were dancing together and I, I've never forgotten it. Stretch war just 10 minutes a day. (laughs) I don't know if you remember saying that, but uh, I stretch just 10 minutes a day. And that's in my head. I can't get it out of my head. Um, I know you, you guys stretch. It seems every time I come by the studio and drop in, somebody is, is stretching. Um, what a, what a, what is amazing. It's amazing. I mean, you would never stop. I mean, you, you dance and then you stretch and then you rest and then you stretch. So, um, yeah. it's, it's well, I, I like, to, I like to do my stretch in the morning and, uh, when I wake up, uh, I, to be honest, I don't like to do stretch during the exercise, but I, I really do before go to ballet in the morning when I wake up, I do my stretch here in my house, you know, and make sure my body uh, start getting warm for the class. Um, I already had a lot of problems, and so I had to, with my feet, you know, like plantar fasciitis, and with problems with tendon, tendonitis, uh, metatarsals. So, like, things like that, that I have to do everyday exercise, you know, like physiotherapy, to make sure that I have the strength, you know. And I, I, I try, I try always to keep my body you know in shape uh and i try always to do this exercise because i really know especially because i'm not young anymore (laughs) i'm not 20s anymore so uh gets uh harder for us for sure so i know that i have to do that every day you know, so I try my best to keep my shape, especially for a production like Swan Lake. Wow, it's we have to really be like focused, you know, and uh, into to that production because every moment, every detail, it's very important, you know, to show the feeling, to show the technique to show the artist part it's 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 like wow it's a a challenge it's it's a a challenge for me as a dancer swan lake because i never did before in whole my whole career it's the only ballet that i never did before so it's has been like amazing i'm very 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 anxious about it you know and happy very happy also because i'm doing and king gave me the opportunity to do and i'm very thankful for that so you've never done swan lake before 
not the full length because we are doing the full length, right? Uh, I did parts, I did parts, but not the full, the whole ballet. I never did. And so because of that, it's very, and because of other reasons too, Swan Lake, it's uh, Tchaikovsky, music is beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, like make, make our, you know, oh, it's yeah. beautiful. And anyway, um, I never did before. The, the, the full length, I never did. So I'm very like anxious, but I'm, I'm, I also very happy and excited. I'm very excited to do, you know, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> and I, <laughs> Yes. How long is it? How long is the whole show card? You know, basically, how long it is? I mean, is it an hour, uh, two hours? It's it's gonna be around two hours. Yeah, two yeah. hours of dancing. Wow, I can't yeah. do two hours of walking. We're gonna have an intermission, you know, uh, because uh, it's gonna be first act and second act first, and then probably intermission. And then third act, then a little bit intermission, and then fourth act. So you'll have two intermissions in this, yeah. I guess, Ward. Two intermissions, yeah. Yes, I wow. guess. Well, wow. oh, we need to change clothes, you I got know, you. and the dancers need to change dress. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, for those yeah. people out there who uh, have never seen a ballet, one of the things that's going to impress you is what Carl is talking about is the physical condition of these dancers and the demanding technique involved in uh, performing, uh, you know, uh, at a high, high level of skill choreographed to precision. Many, many people moving parts on the stage at one time and uh, all choreographed to uh, be in harmony. Uh, that's what keeps me interested so much in the ballet, the conditioning and the athletic ability of the dancers, and also the, the artistic quality that you mentioned with Tchaikovsky and the music. And um, uh, much of ballet has actually come from Russia, and uh, a lot of ballet dancers come from Russia, the world's best, right? Male dancer once was from Russia, right? Yes, uh, I'll people it's very traditional russia right so we have a lot of good dancers in russia and uh ukraine like oksana i think she's the one that uh the girl that's gonna be doing the odette 7 30 i i i think she's from ukraine but uh, Rush has a very traditional story with ballet. Important. They are amazing. They are amazing. And uh, they style everything, the versions, the ballet, everything that they do. I really, I personal, like, I really like. Yeah. I well, think um, it's amazing. Uh, you know, one of our fans here is talking about he's amazed at how quickly the dancers are able to change costumes, uh, <laughs> how quickly you can change and how much timing is involved in that. Um, 
Swan Lake is going to be two shows, but you'll only be dancing in one of them. Or are you dancing in both of them? Yeah, I'm going to be dancing just the first one, two o'clock. I was going and to say two of them would be too much for one person, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's because the the principal part it's a it's a lot of things. So King uh, uh, invited this couple from Philadelphia Ballet to do the principal part on the second show. So Gabriel and I, we are doing the first show, two o'clock, and then Oksana and Starling, uh, they are doing the second show, 7.30. But some people will be in both shows, right? Yes. Yeah, no. Everybody else will be in the both shows. Like all the professionals... Uh, all the students, everybody's going to be performing in the, both shows. It's the same cast. The only cast that is different, it's the principals. But uh, everybody else is the same. So they are going to dance a lot. Yes, they're going to wow. dance a lot. And, uh, and you're right. Um, at the end, uh, they will be Working a lot, Saturday. <laughs> more than I. More than wow. the Yes. But that will be the end of the season. This one will. Yes. This is going to be the last show uh, of Dance Alive National Ballet. The season 22-23. Right? And yes. And then it's we start gonna, up again in the fall. Yeah. And then we start and in the end of August. We start again, and um, I don't know if I can say for sure, but thinking uh, thinking about doing Swan Lake again next season, which ah, uh, it's amazing because it's award is so big the production that I think yes, she had you know we need to repeat this again because so much work you know. Uh, we learn, we have learned so many things. Uh, spend, can spend money with costumes, productions, theater, guests, you know, for one day show, you know. So I really think that, yes, she has to do again next season. And I think she's doing, she, she's thinking about it to do again. And I'm really excited to do again. And not just this hour today. I want to think that I'm going to do again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you will. I think you'll be dancing for a few more years because you're in such great shape. And, uh, I hope so. Yeah, yes. And uh, so it, uh, for those of you who want the history of uh, me and Carla, we were together as partners in Dancing with the Stars. And that was a few years back now. It's been a ways back. And it's been... Uh, I've changed, but I don't think Carla has changed one bit. <laughs> I have, I've gotten this. I'm over the hill, but you haven't changed one bit. <laughs> uh, so thank you for saying that. You are sweet, but yes, I changed. <laughs> so all that good food and all that exercise and all that, you know, you know, it's it. it, it I'm swearing you know, to me. You haven't changed a bit, and I know darn good well I have quite a bit. Uh, talking with Carlo Mancio, this show is going to be a big production. It's going to be a beautiful production. It's going to involve a lot of dancers. In the 2.30 show, Carla will be the principal dancer. Uh, 
Two. The afternoon show is two o'clock. Two o'clock. Yes. The, the uh, evening show is seven thirty. Evening show is seven thirty. If you don't have tickets, you can get them there at the Phillips Center box office. And um, this, if you haven't seen a ballet, you really are in for a treat, especially watching this one, because you'll find that this is where athletics and art intersect. And these people are tremendous athletes, but they're also interpretive in terms of what they do. They can't talk. Remember that in ballet, you don't talk. And so you have to show the story with your body and your face, especially. And uh, Carla has the type of expressions that can show sadness and happiness and consternation and all kinds of things. I know that, um, which is really a gift in itself. So uh, a lot of people don't know how much uh, of the production is in the actual face that that the dancers have when they're making the move because, um, you know, you can't talk and you can't verbalize and tell the story. So it's, it's demanding uh, to be involved. Carla's been here since 2006, 2007, 2023. She hadn't changed a bit. And uh, <laughs> yeah. saying that, but yes, I did change. I'm not the same anymore. Oh, come on now. 15 years, can you imagine? 16 oh, I know. years here in Gansu with Dance Alive National Ballet. It's a lot of love, right? <laughs> That's right. And you stayed here. You came from Brazil and you became a citizen, right? Also. Yeah, I stayed here. I got first the green card and then I got the citizenship. Yes. So I'm also American. <laughs> <laughs> and this Brazil, Brazil is a, a tremendous ballet tradition. And we're fortunate to have uh, several dancers come from Brazil to dance alive. National Ballet, which is um, highest quality you'll see anywhere in the world. Uh, these dancers have danced and can dance if they want to anywhere in the world. And love this town and love this country. So uh, that's all part of the story. Carla, thanks so much for stopping by. It's um, I'm sure you're going to hurry off to the studio now, right? Now we're going to have our afternoon at the theater. So oh, going to we the theater. Persons, yeah. uh-huh. All afternoon until nine o'clock p.m. Wow. Today and tomorrow, we're going to be at the theater rehearsing for the show on Saturday. That's an amazing thing to spend that much time rehearsing. I, yeah, I, yeah that, that, that in itself is demanding. And then to turn around and put it into practice on the weekend. Well, thanks so much for stopping by. You're free to go now, my man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Have a wonderful day. And you are, are you going to the show, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm going to have to get one of those T-shirts, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to break for Ward's Weather, sponsored by Lewis Hall here in a minute. We're right back on the Ward Scott Files, and we'll be shifting over to our um Next part of the show. 
Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All bees poop. A warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Now for the weather brought to you by Lewis Oil. Good morning, good morning. Here we are at the bottom of the hour break. We just had a, a great show with principal dancer from Dance Alive National Ballet for the production of Swan Lake coming up. And we're doing Ward's Weather sponsored by Lewis Oil and Chevron Stations. Now, have we ever got a turnaround in the weather here in the Piney Woods of North Central Florida? We're going to go up to almost 90 today, according to what I'm looking at here on my computer. It's 87 degrees. It's about 60 right now. And uh, get ready because it's going to be all of a sudden, bang, spring has sprung because we are actually in spring. Meanwhile, out in California, they're still suffering the bomb-like cyclone, uh, California wind, pre-toppling winds and record rain. They got an early spring storm going through the Midwest and the Northeast. And uh, that's the way the rest of the world is being, uh, hearing the voice of my guest who's not yet to be talking. Um and um, that's the way the weather is going right now. So uh, we have on the line here um, 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 a citizen who went to the canine meeting uh, last night in um, uh, Williams Elementary School, I guess it was. And um, 
is going to give us an update on really how it went. Plus, we have a video of that show, which we'll play at some point, some of the show, uh, some of the meeting. Uh, I'll let you get the flavor of it. And um, But basically what this is, is it's the, the um, uh, I think, the last of a series of so-called citizen inputs into, oh, whether or not Gainesville ought to do away with its canine squad. And they're down to just two dogs. Once upon a time, they had 10. But my guest today was one of the original canine handlers and goes way back to the beginnings of the canine squads and has been attending these meetings, uh, trying to put a word in edgewise at them about the uh, merits of a canine dog unit. Uh, it's Bruce Nelson. He's been known uh, eventually by the county here to be somebody who was always involved. He's moved away, but he's come back to this county for this conversation because of how much time and um, and uh, he's got invested in experience in this issue and wants to at least give the other side of the story, which hasn't been easy to do. Uh, Bruce, welcome to the Ward Scott Files. Good morning, Good morning Ward. Do we hope we got a clear line? Well, so far, you just said a few uh, words. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And Ward, this is a topic of utmost importance to the primarily the citizens of Gainesville and the surrounding area who have ventured into Gainesville to do business and uh, expect to have public safety support while they're in the community, along with all the students and the, that are sent there by their parents to attend the university in an orderly, safe fashion. The canine unit had some bumps and bumps, and there was an incident, which I don't want to talk about this morning, that resulted in a review Okay, of how the unit was supervised and what it was accomplishing. And I'll leave it at that. Some uh, community meetings were scheduled for citizen input. The purpose of them meetings were to discuss the viability or non-viability of continuing the Gainesville Police Department K-9 unit. Uh, These meetings were scheduled meetings. Now, Ward, as you see in the tapes, the meeting, especially we'll talk about the one that just occurred a couple days ago, There is basically just one person backed up by another one that choose to totally disrupt these meetings. And it is particularly very outrageous, exceedingly rude, and basically unlawful. And the meetings get out of control. There are rules, laws, except that cover public meetings. There are rules that govern the orderly conduct of a public meeting, along with some citizens' rights under the Sunshine Law. It is the responsibility of the chair or the conductor at a public meeting to maintain that order. Them rules prohibit, number one thing, signs, okay, which we'll talk about. Clothing's okay, as you know, we use that for the county commission. You're not to shout, threaten, refuse to obey the chair, commit acts of assault, and, uh, and make statements that I'll talk louder than you and you won't be able to speak. That occurred at this last meeting, in particular with one individual who's shown up at other meetings. And the chair at the previous city commission meeting allowed this to go on. This type of conduct on these meetings to arrive at solutions on an issue for the city of Gainesville cannot continue. Cynthia Chestnut is now on that city commission. I had dozens of meetings where she was chair and commissioner at the county. And if you went 30 seconds past your five minutes, she gaveled you down. 
If you were out of order, she gaveled you down. If you continued, she says, I'll have the deputy remove you. So she needs to put her input into these city meetings and city commission. So this stuff doesn't continue. Now, the thing that happened at the meeting Tuesday, the city gives a presentation and it's statistics about the bite ratio to Gaines of Police Department uh, compared to some 86 other agencies and how use of force or in any manner is scored and when an officer reaches a certain limit, he's reviewed. Go on and on. It's a good presentation. And the minute the city staff, the police department staff begin the presentation, this person who has been paramount in all of it, plus another individual there, begin to shout, we don't want to hear nothing more. This is our meeting. We'll do what I want. We're going to take it over. And it just it went to the point of being completely obnoxious. And the violations I spoke of in that room were four, four by four signs condemning the police, calling them thugs, organized gangs, and so forth. That's a violation of the meetings, especially under the Sunshine Law. Uh, the shouting at the individuals that chose to try to speak. When I rose to speak, I said, I hope everybody here will be civil as we conduct this meeting. She immediately said, we don't have to be a entire meeting. We'll do what we want. You ain't got nothing to say. Well, the chief was then conducting the meeting, Lonnie Scott. He said, Mr. Nelson, go ahead. Just talk directly to me. Ignore her. I said, well, chief, I'll try. It's an exceedingly rude, obnoxious person screaming in my right ear, but I'll continue to try to make some points, and I did. And she continued, the county staff, the county manager, I mean, the county staff, the mayor's city, Okay, and Miss Curry and her assistant attempted to restrain this individual by asking him to sit back down, asking them to stop. Uh, at one point, and I might say this is totally unlawful, she actually pushed or touched the city or, uh, manager's assistant that was there that was trying to reason whether that's assault. Okay, all of this is occurring in this meeting. She passed directly in front of me and yelled right down in my face that I wasn't going to speak again. Uh, when uh, an officer, former officer, Don Sareth, who I trained, who is exceedingly credentialed, after I left, he took over the unit. He ended up writing manuals for FDLE and has a mega amount of experience. He rose to speak. When he tried to speak, she started screaming at him. The chief said, just go ahead and speak to me, Mr. Sareth. And Don just finally gave up and sat down. She said, you're not going to speak. I'm an angry black woman. The louder you try to speak to the chief, the louder I'll try to override you. And basically, in not that nice of terms. And so the city uh, came over Miss Curry and told him to rise again to speak. And he finally gave up. And without going along any further about the meeting, the uh, city manager, Curry, finally stepped up and adjourned the meeting. So, Ward, I'd like to say that people that were there, even that may have comments to make pro or con, she blocked even the people that were sitting on her side of the room from being able to speak. And at one point, one of them people said, why can't we just be cordial to everybody here and stop this? She said, well, you just shut up. We don't have to be cordial. This is our meeting. And I'm not stopping it. I'm not allowing it. She completely disrupted the meeting. Well, sometime, you know, as I inquired later from the staff of the chief, when are you going to bring this under control? Well, they said, well, it'll run its course. We don't want to create a further incident. But I'm telling you, that's not their responsibility or worry. When there's violations of law, when there's violations of the orderly conduct of a public meeting, 
and other citizens who came to make comment and to give constructive criticism or approval are not allowed to attend their meeting. The meeting has to be adjourned. At that point, that staff, that police department, or whoever is there, needs to take action to remove her from the meeting, which they have rights to do. I can tell you this, at a county commission meeting, you go on, you got out of order after several warnings, the chair would point to the door deputy and ask that you be removed. So, Lord, I'm here to answer any questions you might have about this boondoggle that's going on. My strong, emphatic statement is that it must stop. You cannot conduct the people's business under certain conditions because you live in fear of an agitator, actually from outside of this community, okay, disrupting these public meetings. Well, we have a video of her behavior, which we'll run now. And actually, we have several videos, but we'll just run one because um, if we ran them all, this public would be so... Uh, disgusted. One will do. Uh, production, do we have that ready to queue up, sir? Here. They don't protect the community. I do. They're too busy protecting the culture. So when they decide they want to help to protect the community in the right way, then we'll do that. If we care about this community, the reason that I don't come to the table is because I'm not a yes one. I'm not going to post on this yes. I'm the person that stated that he was a gun master. It's a tendency to our lack of All right, we've just run that right now. Uh, Bruce can't see this because he's calling in, so let me explain what we just saw, Bruce. Uh, we just saw the instance where Lonnie Scott uh, couldn't shut her up, walk by her, and it looked as if the city manager was at the podium. Um, this is Shawnee Jackson, sometimes known as Shawnee Baker. Um, can't keep track of the names. This is the same woman, by the way. Uh, to harken back, give a little history on her, whose son, oh, a few years ago when Sadie Darnell was the sheriff, sped through the school zone, and uh, the uh, ASO stopped him, and he would not get out of the car, and he called his mother, this woman here, and she came and blessed out ASO. Uh, this young man was speeding through a school zone at a pretty good rate of speed, uh, but it was all the uh, ASO deputy's fault, not the son's fault. And uh, this became such a hideous act that the sheriff at that time, Darnell, released the video cam of her behavior. But nothing's changed. And the reason it hasn't changed is nobody will discipline this woman at these public meetings. And this is the point that Bruce has made, which is absolutely appropriate. Uh, there are crazy people everywhere. Uh, that doesn't mean you let them run the asylum. You run the meeting. Uh, you are the person who runs the meeting. I take it the meeting here was being run by the city manager. The city manager can call her out of order. You have the police force there. They can actually um, um, handcuff her and drag her out. Um, if it continued and you had uh, calls, I've checked that out too, people who've seen this tape and entered the know. Uh, but the bottom line is uh, this paper, uh, this behavior has been repeated and repeated and repeated 
and it hasn't been dealt with because of, of what? What is the problem here? Uh, you are in charge. You are the authority. You've noticed the meeting. It's a public meeting. It's subject to the Sunshine Law. This is public record film here. Um, the whole bit, therefore, it's subject to the rules and regulations that govern the public meetings. Now, in the Jack Durrance Auditorium, which uh, is where the county commission meetings take place, as uh, Bruce Nelson just alluded to, um, there is a deputy there all the time. And that deputy, I think the history of it was Lou Henry uh, had, a, had a, de- a deputy put in the chambers for public meetings just in case. And it's always been the case. Every sheriff has kept the deputy there. Now, all the, the uh, chair of the committee has to do is say, uh, uh, Mr. Deputy, remove this person, whoever that person might be that's out of order. I have done this as a city manager when I was an archer. I had deputies in the audience, and if anybody got out of line, uh, I would make sure that they were removed from the premises. And we had two deputies several times. We had more than that when things got very contentious. And generally, they got contentious when somebody crashed the meeting and played the race card, which is what is being played here. The race card has been used to intimidate people. Uh, this woman calls people racist as a way of beating the stand down uh, and threatens them. And uh, this is all public record. It's all been noted as Facebook posts that are very uh, in-your-face type things. But it's really incredible that when you have the chief of police and the city manager there, that this goes on and does not get dealt with. And you have to call the meeting off. Uh, because of the shouting down. So I want to run this one more time production, and then we'll have um, uh, Bruce Nelson come back and talk about what was supposed to be talked about at this meeting. Can we run it one more time, please, sir? I think we're queuing it up to run, so hang on, people. Um, Hang on, Bruce. I will. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Please run it one more time. They don't protect the community. I do. They're too busy protecting the culture. So when they decide they want to help to protect the community in the right way, then we'll do that. If we care about this community, the reason that I don't come to the table is because I'm not a yes one. I'm not going to post on this yet. I'm the person that stated that he was a gun We're back live here now. Uh, Bruce, we just played it again. Uh, she's waving her finger and city manager. Uh, the, the chief of police of the city is walking around her. Uh, can't see it in this particular uh, video that we have here. We have three others. We're not going to play them because it's all the same stuff of her screaming. But there's a microphone across the room uh, for people to orderly go to and express their opinions. And uh, both sides of the room have a microphone, I think. And um, do so and not be shouted down or interrupted. Bruce, what's your take on all this now, sir? 
Well, to take it seriously, the purpose of these meetings were to determine that viability I spoke of of retaining or redu- re- reducing the canine unit. Now, the city, I'm going to give some kudos and criticism to the city manager and the chief of police. Okay, the, crit- the uh, kudos are that the city manager is now maintaining and stating in that meeting that she supports the retention of the canine unit by the Gainesville Police Department with some reorganization and retraining. The chief also, they had a study that was done by an outside agency, and he has put into effect some of the recommendations about the supervision of the unit and the attitude which may or may not surround it that needs correction. Okay, so that's where we're headed. Now, I told Ms. Curry I was going to do this uh, right to my face. She said it in the public meeting that she supported that, and to my face after the meeting, I believe in the viability and the use of these canine dogs properly for public safety. And when one of these persons on the other side said, well, all about what the dogs don't do, and there's so much misconduct about statements of what they do, and they talked about why officers need to be protected. And I got up when I spoke, I said, the pecking order is this, protection of the citizens, apprehending criminals, thirdly, protecting other officers, And then fourth on the pecking order is the protection of the handler. When I entered canine service, I realized that I was going to be in more jeopardy than any patrol officer because I was going to enter 20 times more burglarized buildings than they did. And that I would respond to every felony in progress. So it's not about protecting the officer, okay? It's about protecting the public. And I will stress, this is a university town. And when some of these people uh, complain, when we if we get a high crime rate, okay, if we get things like student murders, students assaults, rapes, it's going to affect that registration in both Santa Fe and uh, the University of Florida. I also pointed out that the people that need police service are the people living in poor and poverty communities striving for upward mobility for their children. They don't need criminals preying on their apartment complexes, armed with extended magazine guns and drugs. These people need to be kept out. In the words of uh, former Chief Tony Jones, if you're carrying a gun in Gainesville, okay, and you're driving around, we're coming after you. That happened in the case that's caused some of this recent controversy. People have the right to live in peace. I worked in these black communities without restraint, restraint on myself. I didn't ever have any fear for my life or anything because I did a lot of community interaction and I kept a lot of dirt bags down that were interfering with families and unfortunately too many of them fatherless. And uh, Tony Jones, I was his training officer, okay, when he hired on with GPD. I know his commitment to the Reichert House. I don't know how many games of basketball the man's played with black youth. Okay, so branding these canine units is racist and only after black people is utterly, absolutely ridiculous. And when Don Sarath before the city commission meeting challenged statistics that we the dogs bite black people in a port above and beyond uh, white people, you know, he said, where did you get your certificates? And he was gabbled down because he didn't speak to the chair. Yet these people could assault the whole meeting, everybody in it not get gaveled on, not removed under the rules of conduct for public meetings. And this just all simply has to stop. So the kudos to the staff, they didn't want to accelerate the situation or cause it to get out of hand. 
by taking action to her, but I feel that the wrong solution was to adjourn a properly noticed public meeting and deny everybody there that wanted to speak in an orderly fashion the right to do so because of that loudmouth, obnoxious person. Well, I can tell you right now that uh, a lot of people are watching the show. I'm getting a lot of feedback here, uh, not just off the chat line. But uh, it's all about the community rising up against this type of behavior and putting pressure. Right now, the pressure should be applied on the leadership, if there is such a thing, of the meetings uh, chair. In, uh, in terms of Gainesville City Commission, it would be the mayor. Uh, yeah. In terms of this particular meeting, it looks as if it were uh, the, the leadership fell to uh, uh, the city manager. And certainly with the chief of police there, there could have easily been, uh, if the chief of police were not intimidated by this disorder, I don't know what other word to use. I'm trying to imagine Sheriff uh, Grady Judd putting up with this in, in the Polk County. I, I just I, I just can't imagine it occurring. Um, I think that uh, Sheriff Judd would have that person uh, pretty severely dealt with. So um, this whole chatter is um, really uh, got to be disciplined or it will provoke uh, just chaos. And that's done deliberately to obscure the real issues. And this is not the first time this has happened. And there have been many, many other dysfunctional meetings of the city commission. This is an extension of the Gainesville City Commission, by the way, listeners. Uh, this is a city commission chartered meeting here, if you will, sanctioned meeting. And um, it was allegedly done uh, by, and I fault the city manager for this. Oh, well, we can't do anything about canines until I open it up to the public. I knew immediately what that meant. That meant you were going to open it up to this behavior you just saw. Come on. I mean, for crying out, you think the public, let me ask you this, Bruce. Do you think the public public was there yesterday or a couple of days ago? No, because people, number one, see, that's what happens when these meetings become this way. And then people don't attend them, then they get what they ask for. And, Ward, I'd like to make some other points about what's occurring in this with your uh, approval here, if I could. Go ahead. Uh, one thing that they're doing, we, we've got a couple of the remaining uh, games of police canines in the, uh, you might say, under the control of Sheriff Watson. And they're training there and maintaining their standards, okay? And there has been agreement for the Alachua County Sheriff to use their canine if the city needs one. Well, novice citizens don't understand that. Okay, that's what I did back in the early 70s, that I backed uh, the sheriff's office in the service of warrants when they needed a track of the outlying areas that didn't have a canine unit. But I did not go outside the city, patrol the county, and aggressively look for crimes in progress and immediately respond as a backup to a deputy was in a threatening situation. This is a solution for the sheriff momentarily, but you cannot beat a well-trained, well-supervised city of Gainesville canine unit on the street for aggressively doing their job, backing other officers with their presence as a deterrent, okay, searching buildings. Uh, we have had, I don't need to go with all of my dog was stabbed, tracking the British sheriff. several other dogs shot on burglaries. There's a 53-year history of the Gainesville Department canine unit. Okay, and all these dogs have done, which we don't have time to go into, but the inkling we're getting from the city manager, she supports this unit, the chief does, they're going to reorganize it, 
Uh, they're giving citizens chance for input, but uh, although I think it's uh, gracious of the sheriff to offer this temporary training and service to the city, it's not the long-term solution. And when people ask, the chief said, out of 86 departments the size of Gainesville, Florida, all 86 had canine units. That was a question that was posed to him. So these few number of people, and particularly violating that rule, all them signs in there, uh, just disgusting. And the news media should never focus a camera on one of them. There are unlawful signs in the meeting. And, uh, you know, the whole thing, and I thank you for this time. I know we're out of time. I would like to say much more, but I hope I have touched some citizens to get active in their community. And let's not follow this trend. And look what happened in San Francisco. They want to defund the police, got rid of them. Now they're begging for them back. Uh, and this is not the general feeling. In the words of the chief, in my presence and the city manager after me, these were not my people here causing this. That means they were not citizens and they were not minority uh, blacks complaining about blacks being violated from Gainesville. There was a loud mouth obnoxious person from elsewhere that just simply said, I'm not going to allow you to talk. And thank you very much, Ford, for what you've done this morning. Thank you very much for calling in. That's Bruce Nelson, who was in the original canine unit way back when uh, for GPD. It has just related some of his experience with you, but more particularly related his experience and frustration at having attended just a couple of nights ago an advertised, noticed public meeting that became so disruptive because of the uh, violations of people's right to speak by one person who was obviously there on display for you to uh, conclude your own opinions about. Uh, until the public rises up and does something about it, until these uh, so-called leaders get some uh, backbone and shut it down and uh, act, uh, discipline it accordingly, uh, good people will stay away from these meetings. You'll never hear from them. They don't want to mix with this kind. So thank you very much for tuning in to the Ward Scott Files today, my friends. Tomorrow we'll have a guest uh, uh, with us uh, talking about some of the national issues that are so hot and uh, relevant in the upcoming uh, economic climate that we're all looking at, bank failures and the like. So uh, we'll try to help you understand that. Warthog Command Center out.